If you've ever had the feeling of getting to the end of a long week and you're not really sure what you even accomplished, you're not alone. Time management as a work from home food blogger can be tricky. In today's episode, I'm sharing four things you could be doing that are totally wrecking your productivity. Keep listening to how you can improve your time management with just a few simple tricks. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the show. So excited that you are tuning in today and I just want to welcome those of you who are brand new to the podcast and those of you who return week after week. It just means so much to me that both of you guys, both of you sets of people are checking out the podcast and I hope that you enjoy today's episode about one of your favorite topics, which is time management. Now, before we jump into that, my name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. Now, over there, we specialize in custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level with a website and a brand that really reflects the business that they have built over the years. So if you are tired of blending in with everybody else who's using the exact same theme for their food blog, and you are really ready to stand out in the crowded world of food blogging as an expert in a very defined niche and not just feel like your blog is a random collection of recipes, then we would love to chat about working together either this fall or later in the new year. As always, you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com to check out our different services and how we work with clients. And then of course you can check out the pricing and availability and all of that kind of stuff as our availability opens up again in the fall and then again in the new year. So again, you can go to graceandvinestudios.com, click on the services tab to learn all of that information. Now you may or may not have heard over the last few weeks that we are hosting a free challenge this summer to help you prepare for your best quarter four ever. So if you would like to make sure that this quarter four, you are prepared, you have a plan in place, you have amazing content ready to go, and you have optimized your old content to perform well, then I would invite you to sign up for the Sizzling Summer Camp Challenge that we are hosting. It's a completely free email challenge for the remainder of this quarter. And basically every week you're going to be getting different emails from me walking you through the steps that you need to take in order to maximize the results that you are going to have for quarter four this year. And I'm just so excited about this challenge and the results that people are going to see from taking part in it. So if you would like to sign up for that, you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com slash summer or check out the show notes for a direct link so that you can sign up and get caught up. We did start a couple weeks ago, but it's easy to catch up at this point and you can always just make some time in your schedule to be able to do a few weeks at a time if you can't go week by week. So again, go over to graceandvinestudios.com slash summer to sign up. I mentioned this briefly in my introduction, but if you are thinking about working with us in the fall or in the new year, then please reach out as soon as possible because my team is going to be preparing for the clients that we are going to be welcoming when I return from my maternity leave in the fall. 
over the next few weeks and we're going to be opening up our spots to start on a project at the beginning of 2023 here very shortly. So definitely encourage you to go check that out. At the time that this episode will be going live, we are also in the very, very final stages of our new website redesign, which we'll be sharing all about over on social media. But for now, know that if you go to the website, things might look a little bit different and in a really good way. And so depending on when you go and check out the website and the services, there will be lots of information there for you to find out more. Something that I have been trying to do in the last few episodes is to share a little bit of a personal behind the scenes or update as I can. And for those of you who have been following along, you know that my maternity leave is coming up very soon. I already might be on maternity leave depending on when baby comes because I'm pre-recording these episodes. It's hard to know. But something that I've been trying to do is just share a little behind the scenes because it's so important for us to connect. And I talk about this in reference to you and your blog and your audience all the time, but it's not something that I always do a great job with. And I had a friend who encouraged me to do that. So something that I have been loving lately, I have two things to share. One is that one of our family routines has become going in the pool every single day, almost without fail. It's something that works really naturally with the end of nap time. We just have our snack, get ready and go in the pool until it's time to start working on dinner. And it has just been such a nice routine and rhythm. It has been something that has helped me to slow down at the end of the day instead of feeling like I am just going to work up until the moment that it's dinner or bedtime. And with having, you know, a lot on my to-do list, that's been really helpful to just have that rhythm and that break. We've also been trying to go in in the middle of the day if we can, because the water in a pool in Arizona in July or August is pretty much like bath water. So if we can go in the middle of the day, it's a little bit more refreshing. But nonetheless, it's a great way for us to get outside and to enjoy some family time in the sun. And then the second thing that I have been loving is actually meal prepping. So I'm doing a lot of meal prepping right now to prepare for maternity and postpartum, but the meal prepping that I'm talking about is actually just meal prepping for our regular weeks. Something that I have been doing is making an extra meal every week to make sure that we have something for lunches or something for leftovers throughout the week. And this has just been really helpful to take that extra step in making one additional meal so that we are not kind of scrambling last minute at lunchtime or having to make something you know that doesn't satisfy our hunger and things like that. So even though it is summer, right now the school year is going to be coming up again soon. In Arizona, kids have actually already gone back to school, even recording this episode early, which is crazy. So anyways, this is a habit that I would definitely recommend if you feel like getting dinner on the table is sometimes a struggle or getting lunch prepared for your family is sometimes a struggle. Prepping one extra meal a week can really be helpful. And it's something that has really been helping us to save time and just feel a little bit more put together throughout the week. Okay, so we are ready to dive into our topic today, which is all about time management. And I've done a few episodes about time management in the past. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, they've been some of your favorite episodes. We've covered things like how to set your daily priorities, how to create your ideal week. And today I wanted to cover something that is a little bit of a reverse way of looking at productivity and time management. And that is things that could be really slowing down your productivity or even wrecking your productivity. So these are kind of things that seem a little bit in the negative and you guys who have been listeners before know that I don't like to speak in kind of a negative tense very often, but I'm gonna be sharing some things that you may be doing that are affecting the way that you can be productive throughout the week. And then I'm of course gonna be sharing how you can flip that on its head and make sure that you are maximizing your productivity throughout the week. So the first thing that you may be doing that could be affecting your productivity is not planning out your week. Now there's a very famous quote that gets thrown around a lot and that quote is, 
When you don't plan, you are planning to fail. That quote is actually from Benjamin Franklin. I had to look that up because I figured it was something that maybe was made up a long time ago and nobody really knew who the author was, but Benjamin Franklin actually said that. And I love this quote because it has been so true in my life, in my work life, everything. As I have had more on my plate, the less time that I spend actually planning out how I'm going to achieve what I need to achieve for the week, the more I feel like my week is all over the place. Like I said, especially when my weeks are super full and it just doesn't seem like it's all going to get done. If I don't take the, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to plan things out, the entire week is just going to feel like I am racing to try to catch up and try to get everything done. And when you do that, basically you're planning to just wing it and hope that everything gets done. Things are always going to fall through the cracks when you do that and you're not going to get as much done as you intend to. But when you are able to plan your week ahead of time and you're able to figure out how to batch together like tasks throughout the week, you're going to be able to get far more done than you would if you were just winging it and figuring out plan. Now, a side note to this is that it's not only about just planning, but it's also about sticking to your plan. And this is one of the things that I think is the most difficult with planning your week, especially if you are not someone who does this regularly. For me, I always find that when I do plan my week, I can sometimes still plan it to be a little bit overly full. And then what ends up happening is halfway through the day or halfway through the week, I realize that I am off track and I'm behind on what I said I was going to do. So you want to make sure to adjust your list of priorities and things that you're going to be doing throughout the week as needed and leave extra space in each day and in the week as a whole to catch up. Sometimes on really busy weeks, this means leaving a two or three hour block on a Thursday or Friday where I know I'm going to just catch up on whatever I haven't finished. And another tip for this, this is something that a friend of mine recommended that I've had a hard time following through with, but maybe it will work for you. And that is setting timers for yourself. And when the time is over, so let's say that you think it's going to take you an hour to work on a blog post and you set a timer for an hour, the timer goes off, you move on. You do not spend extra time on that blog post. You move on to the next thing that was on your schedule. And then you use that catch up time to finish up anything that you might have left over. Sometimes this works really well, but sometimes I feel like if I just spend another two minutes, I'll be able to finish it up. So you kind of have to use your discretion here, but those are a few tips for planning your week and really setting the intention for how you're going to spend your time, because this is something that will really help you to protect that time and the priorities that you know are most important. Hey, food bloggers, how would you like to end the year with your best quarter four ever? Every year when quarter four rolls around, you might find yourself scrambling to get ahead and actually enjoy some time away from your business for the holidays. Well, this year I have something that is going to help you prepare for the best quarter of the year. Sizzling Summer Camp is a free challenge to cook up your best quarter four yet. Throughout this challenge, you'll be walked step-by-step through what you need to do to prepare for having a successful quarter to wrap up this year. This is going to be action-packed with everything that you need to know and the steps you need to take to make sure this year ends on a high note. I do not skin the surface at all when it comes to sharing the best tips for making sure your content, your website, and your brand is ready for an exciting quarter. All you need to do to join this completely free challenge is head to graceandvinestudios.com summer to sign up. Now, a few of the things that we'll be covering throughout the weeks of this challenge are things like setting your goals for quarter four, making a plan for your content, a DIY website review and audit, raise your RPM and make more money, and a site speed tune-up. These are just some of the things that we'll be covering between the end of July and the beginning of October. We have different ways for you to get accountability throughout this challenge and plenty of reminders to take action so that you will see the results that you're wanting. 
head over to graceandvinestudios.com summer to sign up for the free challenge. And you can also find a link in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there. Now, the second thing that you may be doing that is wrecking your productivity is avoiding CEO time. So CEO time is the time where you really focus on the high level tasks that your business needs in order to keep growing. Now, when you avoid the CEO time because you are too busy or you're just not prioritizing it, productivity will inevitably suffer because you are not focusing on the highest level tasks in your business. And without spending regular CEO time, you will forget the importance of working on tasks like business development, reviewing your expenses, thinking about your plans for hiring in the future, and all of those other things that don't often have an official to-do on your to-do list. They are so important for keeping your business going and growing. So spending regular CEO time will help keep you focused on the highest level tasks to keep your food blog growing. And when you have those tasks and intentions in front of you and you go to plan your week, you're going to be able to make sure that you're prioritizing the things that are going to move your business forward in the way of making more money, making your life easier, and just growing your business in general. This third thing is one of my favorite to talk about, but it's also one of the hardest to really come to terms with. And that is doing all of the things. Now, this is a twofold problem. On the one hand, you may be trying to be in all of the places when it comes to social media, or maybe when it comes to affiliate programs that you wanna be involved in or working with brands. Maybe you are in all of the places when it comes to the different models of monetization that you have on your blog. It could also be that you are sharing all different types of content and you are not sticking to a niche, or maybe you don't even know what your niche is. Now, the second thing is that you might be doing all the things in your business and not outsourcing any of the tasks to anyone else. There are so many roles that you have to fill as a food blogger from recipe developer, dishwasher, photographer, writer, SEO expert, branding specialist, web designer, business development manager, brand liaison, etc. And when you're trying to do all of those roles well, you just can't. So on top of that, when you add in your family and personal responsibilities, you're really just asking for burnout. So when it comes to stopping doing all the things, we have to figure out what we can start outsourcing, whether that is a long-term partnership with a virtual assistant or a project-based partnership with working with someone like a web designer to update your website. You can head back to episode 111, where I shared some unusual ways that you can outsource different parts of your food blog. And we've also had a couple of other episodes about hiring and just managing a team in the past as well. So you can look for those. But the other part of that problem is being in all of the places. And really at the end of the day, you need to figure out where your audience is hanging out and where you enjoy spending time when it comes to social media. If you are trying to be super active and follow all of the latest trends on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter, you're inevitably going to not only burn out, but also not be making a very big impact in those places because you're just sprinkling a little bit of time in each of them. Whereas if you decide you're going to go all in on one social media platform and really learn how to use it and really learn how to grow your account on that platform, then you're going to be able to see that growth and then take some knowledge that you've learned there to apply it to other platforms or potentially be able to hire somebody else to help you with other platforms that you want to grow. The fourth thing that may be wrecking your productivity is actually experimenting too often. Now, I love a good experiment, and I think as business owners, experimenting is 100% necessary, but it is too easy to try something for a very short amount of time and then decide that it isn't working. 
In order to know if an experiment works, you have to give it some time to do the work and to see the results. So for example, if you want to try to grow a TikTok account, you have to be all in on TikTok for a little while to see if it works. You can't just post one video and then decide it's not a good fit. Now you can decide that you don't like it and you don't want to figure it out. And that's different than figuring out that it is not driving the results that you want it to drive. Another part of this is really knowing what you want to measure and track to make sure that you are evaluating whether or not it's a good fit for you to invest time into long-term. So depending on what you're trying, you have to make sure to give it enough time to see if it will be fruitful. And this is something that I see a lot of business owners and myself included struggling with because our time is so limited and it feels so stretched thin all the time that we don't wanna put a lot of effort into something that isn't going to glean results. But this is again why it's important to not be in all of the places all of the time and to really double down on what you want to see grow and really put your best foot forward to see if you can make that thing grow for you. And if you're trying to grow too many places too quickly, then you're not going to be able to see results because your efforts are not really concentrated and they're not going to be as effective. So if you want to see your productivity increase and you want to feel like you are making the most out of every day and week that you are working on your food blog, then you need to start first planning out your week and setting the intention for what you want to achieve. Second, make sure that you are regularly scheduling CEO time into your week or your month or your quarter to make sure that you are, again, setting intentions for what you want to focus on in your business and making a plan for it. Third is making sure that you are not doing all the things. Be specific about where you want to spend your efforts and be okay with not following the latest trend if it doesn't make sense for you right now or if your focus is somewhere else right now. And then lastly, if you're going to experiment, make sure that you have a plan for what results you're hoping to see or what results you're going to track in order to make a decision and then set a timeline of how long you're going to do something before you call it quits or reevaluate. If you enjoyed this episode about things that could be wrecking your productivity and you want to focus a little bit more on time management, you can scroll back in your podcast app to see the different time management episodes that we have, or we will also have them linked in the show notes and on the blog show notes as well. And just as a little reminder, in case you didn't know, our blog show notes always have a more thorough outline or even a transcript, depending on the episode, so that you're able to kind of get an idea of what the podcast episode is about, or you can even take away the most important points from it, even if you can't listen. So I would encourage you to go and check out the blog page on our website. And like I mentioned before, we are super close to our new redesign launching. And with that, it's going to be even easier for you to find episodes within specific categories and to really dive into those categories and have sort of a playlist made for you of those different topics. So definitely go over to graceandvinestudios.com or check out the link in the show notes for a direct link to the show notes for this episode. And I hope that you will go and make your week more productive and take these tips and really implement them into growing your business. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.